0: Hello, and welcome to today's episode of the Two-Way Podcast. We are here with Eduardo, and we're starting a very uh, new series today. We're going to be redrafting drafts. We're starting with an iconic one, uh, and that's a 2009 class. Um, And Eduardo, why don't we start off with you? Um, We're going to give you the the number one pick here. Um, So uh, who are you going to take?
1: Yeah, uh, so, you know, this draft class, a lot of amazing players. uh, And, you know, looking in hindsight, there were a lot of crazy picks. Uh, So let's try to rewrite that. Let's see if we can get the best uh, board, uh, rewrite history, because, you know, things would have been a lot different uh, with this new draft, I guess. Uh, So, you know, we'll alternate picks. Uh, I'll get one, you get two, I'll get three, all that. Uh, So starting off, uh, the obvious one, uh, Steph Curry at number one. Uh, this man felt a seventh, you know, he's a top five uh, player in the NBA when he's, you know, healthy and all of that. Uh, obviously, we all know Curry. Uh, we all know his game, uh, his passing, his shooting, probably the best in the league. An amazing playmaker. You know, fell to the Warriors, a crazy pick. Uh, but, you know, in, uh, in this new draft, uh, I, as the Los Angeles Clippers in this situation, would take Steph Curry. He's an obviously amazing player. Uh, and, you know, it, it would have been weird to see what how it would turn out, you know, with him at number one.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, I, I definitely agree. He was number one on my board. Um, and, you know, he's the greatest shooter ever. Uh, pretty much changed the game of basketball. Uh, I and mean, not not just by himself, but, um, it, but um, I, I mean, he was definitely uh, the best player in the class. But – Um, You know, the next guy I'm picking is James Harden at number two. You know, he was not so bad himself. Uh, An MVP, uh, consistently a top five player in the league, and, you know, uh, a very, very strong second uh, in the draft class to Curry. And, you know, I I think he is the no-brainer number two pick. Um, And, you know, that's who I'm selecting.
1: Yeah, great pick. I mean, pretty obvious. Uh, My number three uh, with the OKC, Uh, you know, previously they took James Harden, uh, but you just took him. So I'm going to take Blake Griffin, who was the number one pick. Uh, Obviously, Blake is getting up there in age, but he's still an amazing player. Uh, This season, you know, obviously the Pistons were pretty bad, uh, but he was there, you know, he's still a great player. He can score. Obviously, he's one of the most athletic players we've seen, uh, but now, you know, he's uh, regressing a little because of the age. But even, even now, he's a actually good passer, you know, Uh, and, and, you know, he's not one of those bigs that can't, you know, create his own shots. You give the ball to him and he can go in. He can, he has a good jump shot, you know, very diverse player, uh, Blake Griffin falling down a three and I'm going to take him. Yeah, um, you know, he was number three on my board.
0: Uh, Definitely not a bust by all accounts. Um, A a really good player. And, um, you know, he definitely did sort of adapt to the modern NBA, um, you know he developed a pretty decent jump shot, um, and you know his career's not over yet. Uh, but I, I think we've seen the best Blake uh, behind us now, um, and you know I think he can still be an effective player, but not the guy he once was uh, with the Clippers.
1: Yeah. So but, your pick? Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, I'm going with number four, and I'm taking Drew Holiday. Um, you know this guy has consistently been one of the most underrated players in the league Um, and you know I would just rather have him than DeMar DeRozan and uh, I think he brings more especially on the defensive end of the floor um, especially with the shooting uh, and the playmaking Um, and DeRozan I mean he's not a bad player he's a great scorer uh, but you know he I did have Drew Holiday as my number four overall player in this class.
1: Yeah, I also had Drew in my number four. You know, Drew, uh, Drew Holiday is one of the most underrated players in our league right now. He's an amazing defender, really that glue in the in this young Pelicans team. And you know, uh, he fell a bit, and uh, but now, you know, I, I would take him over Demar to to Uh just because you know uh, he he he's a way better leader, a way better defender. You know, one of the biggest flaws in Demar is his defense, and you know, he has a good jump shot. So I would take uh, Drew Holiday uh, at number four, but you just took him. So in the Minnesota Timberwolves at number five, I'm going to take DeMar DeRozan. You know, obviously, DeMar is an amazing player. Uh, Played with Toronto, you know, obviously uh, probably one of the best players that was ever there. Obviously, you have Kawhi, uh, but, you know, Vince Carter, all of that. But he's up there, you know. Uh, he really led that Raptors team to where they were a lot of the times. And you know uh, he's extremely athletic, and and, and you, now now with the Spurs, you know, working with Pop, uh, let's see w- if he can correct some of his his flaws. Uh, but an amazing player, and I'm gonna take him at number five.
0: Yeah, um, you know, I, I you know, I think in the analytics community, uh, Demar Derozan is severely hated. Um, but uh, I mean, at this point, you cannot take him lower than five. I don't think. Um, because, you know, of the, of the scoring he possesses and, you know, he's 20-point-per-game score, um, consistent all-star throughout his career. Um, you know, he's been on a lot of bad teams, uh, I- including, you know, his team winning the title right after they traded him. Um, but like I said, he was a great score, uh, and, you know, he can get a final shot uh, up on the last possession of the game. Um, you know, he was actually very good for uh, the Spurs in the bubble. I mean, not very efficient, but a good leader, um, you know, taking them into the playoff race. Uh, and, you know, they, they did fall just short in the end. But um, I, I, I think DeRozan is a, a fine player, um, and he's the number five player in this class.
1: Yeah, for sure. So with your number six pick.
0: Um, so number six, I'm taking Ricky Rubio. Um, you know, Rubio, he's been a great role player in the league. Uh, you, you know, he's he's decently helpful for Phoenix this year. Uh, but, you know, if we're going back in time, I think Ricky Rubio has got to be the sixth pick, you know, just because um, of the way uh, he, he he did have two bad injuries um, uh, early in his career that, you know, derailed his athleticism. Uh, And uh, also um, if we go back in time, I think, you know, he's definitely a top six, most talented player. um, And uh, I would take him at number six.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh at, at number 7 now. Obviously Ricky Rubio, you know, one you know, he's a fine player. Uh, you know, he's, you know, not on the level of Steph Curry, uh, but he was taken before. Uh, but you know, uh I'm going to take with well, my seventh pick uh in the position that Steph Curry was taken at number 7, uh I'm going to take Patrick Beverly, another point guard. Uh he went and drafted it, if I'm not mistaken. Uh but you know, and obviously, Patrick Beverly is an amazing defender. It's just absurd. Uh, he's a great leader uh, in this Clippers team. He's been amazing a uh, few seasons. And, and, you know, I'm taking him at number seven. Uh, there are a few players, maybe interchangeable, uh, but we'll get to them later. Uh, Patrick Beverly, I'm a big fan of his game. Big fan of how much effort he puts in the game to guard. You know, he's not scared to guard someone like KD or LeBron. And I, I just love his game, you know. So I'm taking him at number seven.
0: Yeah, um, you know, Beverly was very tough uh, for me to rank, you know, because the defense that Pat brings, uh, and, you know, it's it's next level. You know, he can take a guy out of a game. Um, and going forward, he is definitely one of the best guys in this class uh, as far as what they're going to do in the future. Um, but, you know, because he was a late, such a late bloomer um, and it, you don't get the volume of the years that you do with, you know, Danny Green, uh, Tyreek Evans, Wesley Matthews, um, I had to put him down at number 10, uh, in this draft, but, um, great player. Uh, I'm a big Pat Beverly fan, and uh, I- I'm looking forward to see what he can do uh, in the future. But with my number eight pick, I'm going to take my number seven overall player. Uh, and that's Wesley Matthews. Um, he, you know, at this point in the draft, uh, as long as you can get a couple of good years out of a player, uh, it- it's very helpful. Um, and I think from now, Uh, or from the sixth pick on is pretty much just uh, high-quality role players. Um, But, you know, Wesley Matthews had some good years with Portland. Um, I feel like he should be taken higher than Danny Green uh, just because, you know, at his peak he was a much better scorer. Uh, But those two are in in the same range. Uh, But I went with Wesley Matthews at eight.
1: Yeah, good pick, you know. Uh, And and I'm going to pick uh, with my number nine, uh, who you just talked about. Not really talked about, but you mentioned. Uh, Danny Green, you yep. know, obviously, Danny Green was a crucial piece uh, to the that Spurs run uh, with Kawhi and even Tim Duncan in, in his late years. He's an amazing shooter. Uh, obviously, right now uh, in the playoffs, he's kind of breaking. Uh, but, you know, he's always been an amazing shooter. Uh, he's a good defender, too. Uh, and he's an important piece. Obviously, he can't really create shots. But, you know, with a good playmaker in his team. Uh, we've seen he can be amazing uh, and, you know, a really important piece because you have some teams that don't really have uh, that much shooting, but when you have Danny Green on the court, you know, it can change a lot. Uh, and that's why I'm taking him at number nine uh, with my pick, which would be the Raptors. Uh, yeah. So yeah, number nine, Danny Green.
0: Um, that, I mean, that's a great pick. He was my
1: number eight player uh, overall on
0: the board. and He was my highest guy available. Um, You know, a great shooter. Uh, he's been in big moments. Um, you know, has started for championship teams. Uh, you know, he's looking to do it again this season. Um, he obviously just had a rough game against Portland, but um, I think he's going to be pretty reliable when it gets uh, to the the very clutch moments um, at the end. Yeah, of the and game. it also
1: wasn't just his fault. Obviously, he had a bad game, but you know, uh, yeah. there were a lot of players that were just terrible uh, against Portland,
0: of course. Um, and you know, he's by all accounts a great teammate, um, vastly loved by everyone. And uh, I think that was a great pick. Um, But for me at number nine, this is where it starts to get a little dicey. I'm taking Tyreek Evans. Um, You know, he did win the Rookie of the Year uh, award, and, um, you know, he's ultra talented. Um, I didn't feel like he was used correctly. Um, You know, uh, he needed to have the ball in his hands to score. And, you know, at this point, I'll just take a pure score um, at number 10
1: overall. Yeah, Tyreek, like you said, Rookie of the Year. Uh, in 2010, right, because uh, season 2009-10. Uh, so, yeah, uh, obviously, later in his career, he's done falling. Uh, but like you say, he was a good scorer, and it's a good pick. Uh, but right now, uh, with number 11, right, yeah, number 11, I'm going to take Joe Ingles. Yeah, I just love this man. Obviously, uh, Joe Ingles is an amazing shooter. Uh, he's a big piece for the Jazz, too. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of this game. Uh, you know, obviously, he's not great at creating his own shots, uh, but, you know, he can take a, a couple of dribble uh, dribble or two uh, and, and, you know, kind of step back or do something. Uh, but, obviously, his game relies a lot on the three. Uh, he's a fine defender, too. Uh, and right now with the Jazz, he's an important piece. Uh, and, you know, I'm taking him at number 11. Uh, there are a lot of players uh, at this range that are kind of in the same level. Uh, but, you know, I'm taking Joe Ingles. Uh, he's a good player and an important piece for the Chaps, too.
0: Yeah. Um You know, Ingles was another guy uh, that is one of those late bloomers. Um, But, you know, the past couple of years have been really good. Um, And, you know, he's by far the best player available as
1: far as, you know, going forward. Um, I mean, it's also hard to predict. You know how that player's career would have turned out in a different team in a different position. You know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There are a lot of situations that could have gone a lot differently. You know, maybe Steph Curry and the Clippers wasn't as great. You know, it's hard to know, uh, which is why this is so fun. You know, uh, it's hard to predict. Uh, there's a lot of variables uh, to a player's career.
0: Yeah, uh, and you know, situation matters a lot, um, and and that's why Ingles, uh, you know, is is a good piece going forward. Um, you know, he's pretty valuable to the Utah Jazz. So um, with that, I had him at 13th on my board, by the way, in, in the lottery just barely. Uh, but at the 12th pick, I'm going to take uh, Taj Gibson, uh, I guess. You know, he he was a double-digit score um, for, for some pretty good Bulls teams. Um, you know, he seems like a good locker room guy, too. I, I just feel like, you know, Gibson um, was pretty good for the Bulls. Uh, and, you know, if I'm getting a pretty good post player uh, at this point, I'll take it.
1: Yeah, I you know, Taj, uh, with the Bulls, like you said, he was basically that leader. Uh, obviously, he wasn't the best player, uh, but he's a good leader in the locker room. You know, uh, he can get down in the paint. Uh, he's had a few bad years uh, with the Timberwolves, uh, but, you know, he's a fine player and in, in the beginning of his career. Uh, he was a lot better right now he's getting up there in age, uh, so obviously he's going to play a little worse. Uh, but you know, uh, it's a good pick. You know, he was a little. I think it was, yeah, exactly. Uh, at twelve in my board too. Uh, but w- with my number thirteen, um, with the Pacers pick, um, I'm gonna take Darren Collison. Uh, you know, uh, Darren Collison is a fine point guard, fine role player. There are a few other players like Patty Mills that I could have taken. Uh, but Darren Collison, especially in those recent years, uh, he's been really good for the Pacers. Um. Uh, He's a good playmaker. You know, uh, obviously, I don't think uh, he can be a starter. Uh, And Patty Mills probably has some good, uh, better career years uh, with the Spurs. But, you know, uh, Darren Collinson wasn't in a great position uh, ever in his career. Uh, So I'm taking him at number 13. I feel like he's a good role player. Uh, Not, you know, I don't think he can start in a team. Uh, But, you know, coming off the bench, as he's been doing with the Pacers, um it, it's good you know and I feel like he fits that role
0: yeah um you know Collison was just outside of my lottery I didn't have him uh, in my top 14 but I mean just an average point guard um can come off the bench for you and be decently effective um but with uh is this the final pick the 14th yes, pick 14. um to end off the lottery I'm thinking Ty Lawson um, uh, of the Denver Nuggets, you know, this is the fastest player in the draft. He's just a freak athlete. Um, and, you know, he showed some potential there. I mean, obviously uh, his peak was probably one of the best in this draft, uh, but he did not sustain it for a very, very long time. Um, uh, and, and I think, you know, if we're going back in time, uh, I'll take peak Ty Lawson uh, for a couple of years and, you know, he did win. Uh, 55 games with the Denver Nuggets, and that's why he's ending off our lottery.
1: Yeah, that Nuggets team was surprising, you know, with Diggy and all that. Uh, yeah, Ty Lawson was just outside my board. Uh, you know, uh, like he said, he peaked and then just kind of fell out. Uh, but, you know, uh, that's going to end the lottery and our redraft for 2000, 2009. You know, this draft, uh, is a, there are a lot of interesting players. Uh, there are a lot of, you know, crazy picks. Uh, but you know, uh, we're in the future. We know how these players end up playing, uh, but we don't know if they could be there uh, if they were in a different team, in a different position. You know, uh, so I feel like this uh, is going to be interesting. Uh, doing a lot of more, a lot more of these uh, leading up to you know this draft twenty twenty, and I'm excited.
0: Yeah, um, and you know this draft is very is super. Uh, it's weirdly built because you do have you have two surefire first ballot Hall of Fame players. Um, and then you have a borderline hall of famer uh with Blake Griffin uh and then you also have um you know usually in a lot of drafts you have uh the stars uh that you know could put up could put up uh stats on a bad team um but really you only have one of those guys uh with DeMar DeRozan um the, for the rest of the guys it's just like very Drew Holiday is like as good of a um a point guard as you can uh, I mean a, a very underrated um pass first point guard um and uh and then at, at that point you just have you know a bunch of solid role players
1: yeah for sure yeah the, like you said this draft it's kind of weirdly built uh, and you explained it yeah uh, you know uh you can change a lot of these positions you know uh maybe you could take Damar over Drew. Uh, both of us had Drew over Damar. But, you know, uh, there are a lot of changeable stuff. Uh, Danny Green over Pat Bev, all that, Joe Angles. Uh, there are a lot of st- – I was about to say it. <laughs> There are a lot of stuff that you can change. Uh, but, you know, uh, I feel like uh, if things had gone out like this, the league would have been a lot different.
0: Yeah. Um, and then as, as far as snubs go, I mean, I, I guess Jeff T um, went undrafted. He, he, you know, he was in my lottery as the number fourteen uh, guy. Um, you know, an, an all star, uh, and, and you know, um, could could have been useful as a backup point guard, I guess. Um, but I mean, I'm not really a big Jeff Teague fan, and I mean, judging by how he went undrafted, I'm not sure you are either.
1: Yeah, no. Uh, but you know, I feel that's gonna end it, unless you have something else to say.
0: No. Um, I think, you know, going forward, uh, in in the, uh, in the, in the drafts, um, I think this is going to be one of the better ones. Um, it's very top heavy and, uh, we're going to be doing just going up in the board next is going to be 2010 and 11, um, up until I think 2018 we're doing. Um, so I'm excited for this. Um, I like doing these redraft podcasts, uh, and that's going to do it. Um, for today's episode, we're going to be back on Saturday uh, or, or Sunday, just this weekend. Um, and we're going to be uh, recapping um, more of the playoff games that we've seen because it's been pretty crazy as far as yep. underdogs go
1: uh, right now. Insane. Uh, yeah. Uh, so the Sunday or Saturday, uh, whenever we do it, uh, playoffs, there are a lot of stuff we need to talk about because it has been crazy.
0: Yep. Um, and then, you know, the draft lotteries tonight um, yep. and, you know, we're not going to be doing a ton of draft stuff until, um, you know, after the bubble, but uh, we'll do some stuff occasionally. Um, and, you know, both our teams are competing for high picks, uh, the Cavs and the Warriors, obviously. Yeah,
1: um, one and two, you know, the Warriors can go to five, the Cavs can go to six. Yeah. Yeah, let's hope that we don't fall a six. Let's hope we don't take someone like Darius Garland. Um, you know, it, it really doesn't fit. We have Colin Sexton. Just please, please, for the love of God, call me. I'll, I'll draft for you, Caps. Uh, <laughs> if we get the number two pick, I'm really happy. I, we need a player like Anthony Edwards. And if we don't take him, I'm done with the Caps. I'm I'm just done. <laughs> um, I mean,
0: I, I mean, as far as the Warriors go, I'm very interested. Uh. I think you'll I've never seen the Warriors, you know, with the new with the newer guys there. Or even with Steve Carr as the coach, we've never had a high draft pick. We've never had this much time off to look at film, look at players. Um, so I'm interested to see who we're gonna take. Um, I want Anthony Edwards. Um, yeah, I think he's probably the best player in the draft.
1: Um, but uh, that's yeah, gonna mean, do it. I also think uh, James Wiseman would be a good fit for the Warriors, you know, if they don't trade yeah. it, obviously. Yeah. Uh, because right now, in the position that they are, uh, you know, it, it would be good to have a young player for the future. But, you know, uh, they they could also trade it for a star big man and just go all out. Yeah, so it's going to be great. Uh, let's see what happens in this draft lottery.
0: And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's going to depend on which way they want to go. If they want to go center, they can have Wiseman. Uh, and if they want to go uh, with a the guard, they can take, you know, Edwards. But, It all depends. we could be down at number five. We could be up at number one, um, but we'll see. And that's going to do it for today's episode of Two Way Podcast, and we will see you later.